0: Welcome back to Startup Health Now. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Now, normally we use this show to bring you interviews with up and coming founders in health innovation. Specifically founders who are part of the Startup Health community, which currently includes around 500 companies from 29 countries. My job with this podcast is to share with you the inspiring progress being made by healthcare startups in the hopes that we can make important connections and speed up innovation even more. Today, however, I want to step one level up and talk a bit about Startup Health and our bigger vision. My guest on the episode is Chuck Henderson, CEO of the American Diabetes Association. The ADA is a leading advocacy organization for all people suffering with type 1 and type 2 diabetes, promoting research, fundraising, education, you name it. The reason I invited Chuck on the show is because he recently became a member of Startup Health's Impact Board. And the reason why that is important is that our impact board model is core to our philosophy and our model for innovation. Let me explain. The fact is, there are literally thousands of amazing healthcare founders and startups working away at amazing new ways to cure disease, to manage patients more efficiently, to make life better for doctors and nurses. But the vast majority of these ideas won't make it to market. They won't have their desired impact on real people because they are siloed efforts. To truly change healthcare for the better, we need a radically collaborative approach, which is why Startup Health created impact boards that bring together top minds from various industries, from pharma to academia to hospital management to patient advocacy to investment. We bring these folks to the same table for a discussion with early stage founders with the goal of breaking down those common barriers and getting innovative solutions to market. We've got one overarching impact board, and then we create Health Moonshot specific impact boards as well. That brings me back to my guest, Chuck Henderson. I'm incredibly excited to see how his voice and experience will add to the Startup Health Impact Board in coming months, specifically as we bring new diabetes-focused founders through our program, help them survive the valley of death, and move into healthy commercialization. It's all about going beyond ideas and connecting the dots. Bringing these amazing startups from concept to impact is the key. As you'll hear in the conversation, Chuck shares this passion. So let's get into it.
1: What excites me, you know, about leading the ADA is that you know it, it's a it's it's wonderful to uh, be able to have an impact on lives, have an impact on transformation. As as you know, there there are 133 million people in the U.S. living with either pre-diabetes. Or diabetes, and so just from a personal point of view, you know, my grandmother and my uncle passed away of complications of mm-hmm. diabetes. And so, when people say, "Well, Chuck, why did you go into the well?" That's my why because I do know, and I fully believe, if they would have had the access, the education, and the tools to to be able to thrive living with diabetes, I do think they would still be here today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, when I think about the impact that I can have on lives with 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 educating, with resource, and just being out there, being a positive influence. Because you know, when you think about diabetes, the ADA focuses on type one, type two, and gestational. Well, type one obviously is hereditary, DNA. Um, you know, type two environmental things based on zip code, based on how you were raised, based on what you put into your, your, your body. Then gestational, you know, comes from a maternal, you know, health health thing. But, you know, the good news is, is, is all those, you know, you can still live and thrive, but, but really at its core, it's about education, it's about access. And so that's what really motivates me, um, uh, about leading this, uh, great, great org, uh, in the ADA.
0: I'm guessing that a big part of your job is to carry the torch and continue the great work that's already happening at the ADA. And yet you're also called to be a change maker. And so I'm wondering uh, if there's anything in particular that you know that you really want to shift during your tenure in this position.
1: Yeah, I would say, and that's a good point. I, I would say that, you know, uh, you know, people paved the way before me. And so the ADA has been on. Undergoing some significant transformation for a while. And so I think what I can bring, or what I know that I, I can bring, is that we move the organizational Logan from more of a of a transactional to a transformational um aspect. And so what I mean by that is that we need to, we need to bring scale. To this cause you know we can't do it on a on a one-off basis and so when we think about you know partnering with companies like startup health you know like Abbott, like walmart like Baxter, like Genentech, you know, we need scale, we need public private resources and able to address this critical problem because from a metabolic standpoint, you know, diabetes affects every part of your body from your eyes to your organs, to your liver, your kidneys, your feet, your toes, everything. And so, you know, It's going to take resources and it's going to take scale and it's going to take us attacking this issue community by community by community and really putting the patients first and Mm -hmm. really listening to the patients. And so I really think that the ADA, you know, is not only a convener, but we're a change agent for good as well.
0: Yeah. You know, at StartUp Health, we believe that health transformation really stems out of radical collaboration. You mentioned some of those ideas and how important it is to the ADA. Um, Have you seen encouraging signs of of collaboration, of sort of the walls coming down, the silos being lowered and, you know, networks being shared? Could you give any examples of, of, um, you know, optimistic collaboration?
1: Yeah, I would say one one thing that that we've done from an ADA standpoint is that we really pushed from an advocacy standpoint, which is one of our best assets within the organization advocating for people that can't advocate for themselves. As you know, insulin is a big affordability issue, right? You know, you have people in homes that are that are rationing insulin. So, one of the things that 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 we got done, you know, thanks to Congress and thanks to the government is that we were able to get insulin capped at $35 a vial uh, from a Medicare standpoint. And now the next step is to get that across the aisle and get it pushed from a commercial pay, right? And so immediately that brings down, well, that levels up the access so that it could be affordable. Another example of that is clinical trials, right? Now, from an FDA standpoint, from an, an approval standpoint, you know, you have to be inclusive, of clinical trials, because for, for a long time, there was only one segment of the population, right? That was a part of the clinical trials for obvious reasons, for, you know, lack of trust for people of color. But but now, you know, the government, you know, and the FDA is coming and said, okay, if you want to get these drugs approved, you have to do clinical trials for all walks of life, for all, you know, for people of color, for all different ethnicities. And again, it just levels the playing field, you know, and you were, you are, you are, you were building drugs or you're developing drugs around, around everybody versus one particular subset of the, of the population. And so I, and so I know for, for a fact that the ADA plays a critical role in policy and legislation and then advocating for people around access around affordability. So,
0: yeah. When you talk about you know increasing access and making insulin more affordable, yeah, you know, you're talking about collaborations with some of the biggest names in in healthcare. You mentioned Abbott. Uh, you're doing advocacy in in Washington with regulators. Um, Startup Health represents that early stage innovator that that you know tinkerer, that change maker that's maybe still at a team of five, six, seven people um, hasn't even raised their big Series A yet. What role do you think that startups play in catalyzing innovation in diabetes?
1: So I would say that, you know, it's basically an open playing field for innovation. You know, one of the things that attracted me to uh, Stephen Krein and his organization is just the the you know one the thoughtfulness right one the intentionality you know you know and then the business model of like you know the you know solving for the 12 13 14 moonshots i mean that's incredible right so you know you have all these brightest minds you know that are disparate but then how do you bring them together you know under under one roof to make you know you know really meaningful change happen and i'll give you an example of that you know covid right you know covid you know Showed a bright light to many different things, many different inequities. But in a positive thing, what it showed me is that we have the ability to come together fast and solve really, really critical problems. And I think that you know, in a in a in, you know, in a commercial term, that that's what startup health represents right they're 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 able to you know to uh uh to uh you know to a uh, scale but also bring in the right people and solve the right problems and ultimately I think that they're going to be wildly successful in uh you know solving for some of these chronic illnesses so
0: yeah mm. as encouraging as some collaborations that you've seen have been um there's always room for more. And so I, my what well, question I have for you is if you could get two stakeholders in the room with you or work together by themselves if you could uh, you know uh, facilitate a conversation with the right people whether it's in pharma you know whether it's in um access regulation um who might that be and and what might you do to kind of uh increase collaboration in diabetes
1: Yeah so what what I would do is first you know I would I would bring in, you know, the most senior heads of the government. Right. And then I would bring in some of the most senior folks, you know, from a from a corporate standpoint. And then I would bring in real life patients. Right. So that they could actually hear their stories. You know, and then so, you know, from an advocacy standpoint, you know, one of the things I love about this job is being able to go on the Hill and talk to your Congress people and talk to different people, you know, of influence. From a policy standpoint but we but we have to get in the room we have to have very honest conversations with each other you know and i think the most important thing Logan, is, is checking your ego at the door i think from an ego standpoint you know we all have egos you have an ego i have an ego but at the end of the day it has to be much bigger than just the, the individual right because you know every day i wake up i say you know what can i do to make the lives better for the millions of people you know not thriving With diabetes that are suffering every day, right? And so, at the end of the day, I look myself in the mirror, like, "Have you done what you can do to move the needle in the positive way on people living with diabetes?" And I think that if we could just check our egos at the door and just sit in the room, okay, you know, how can we allow for all of us to have better lives, right? You know, to live a full life with our families and just, you know, enjoy however much time we have on this earth, I think that we would be in a much better place, so.
0: Something that's always interested me in my conversations with uh, health innovators is that there's innovation in technology, and in your case, that's, you know, new therapies and platforms, and then there's innovations in business model, which is taking what we already have and making it more accessible. And it's okay. such that's such a big deal. You've mentioned that already with uh, issues of cost and geography and just getting okay. – the kinds of technologies have been developed for two decades into more hands. I wonder, I mean, both are exciting in their own way. And I'm just kind of curious where your head is at in terms of focusing on brand new therapies versus getting the best of the current market to more people.
1: Well, I mean, I think it needs to be a balance, right? So, you know, we are living in probably the the best technological time that we've ever lived in. But again, it's it still boils down to access. And to your point, I mean, I do think it needs to be be a balance too of getting the best therapies in the right hands as well, but we can't slow down innovation, right? Because innovation, you know, is the key to, you know, I mean, efficiency, living better lives. I mean, and, and, and all that great, great stuff, but, I do think it needs to be a balance. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I exactly answered it, you know, but but it definitely needs to be a healthy balance. I, I, I definitely think there's still a lot of wonderful therapies out there that people don't have access to. But then with innovation, it makes it more efficient, it makes it better, it makes the efficacy better. And so it definitely needs to be a, a healthy balance, so yeah.
0: I know it's hard for someone in your position, you can't pick favorites, but is there an area of innovation that you just are getting the most excited about right now, whether it's a digital platform that helps children with diabetes or whether it's a new therapy for hypoglycemia, is there an area of innovation that you're just getting excited about?
1: Yeah, I would say two. I would say stem cells as it relates to, you know, a, a potential cure for type one diabetes. And then I would also say CGMs continuous glucose monitors. I would say that's a game changer, right? And so, you know, I would say that that I wear one, I'm not pre-diabetic and I'm not, you know, I, I don't have diabetes, you know, but I was getting to the point where my numbers were going up a little bit, you know, and uh, I got a prescription. I get real time results. You know, I drink water, I drink this, I eat this. I mean, it, it, you know, that, that, that line moves, right? And so you want the line to be more consistent, you know,
0: is there one sort of habit or behavior that you, has shifted uh, in particular?
1: I grew up, you know, loving soda pops, yeah. you know? So I will tell you that, you know, one of the things, you know, that I've shifted, especially in moderation, is that I've really limited my uh, my uh, pop levels and my, uh, uh, you know, juice levels and not consuming so much, you know, sugars. And I, I mean, literally, you know, I used to have a belly. And now my belly is, is a little bit flatter now. So, but I mean, but again, you know, uh, you know, things that you put into your body wearing certain devices, it shows you, you know, if you drink something, if you eat something that you're not supposed it it, it spikes, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it, I mean, it's very simple to understand, you it know. Must, and, it
0: must be a huge help in your conversations, in your position to have it and to understand yourself better.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, I mean, one of the things that, that you know, has been, you know, uh, ultimate blessing in this role is, you know, believe it or not, I think I've become a, you know, uh, a, a better, healthier citizen by being in this role, Logan, because, I mean, literally, it's in my face yeah, every day, good, bad, or indifferent, and so, you know, as a leader, you know, of the ADA, you know, I have to be representative of what I'm trying to do, you know? So I want to be my best self and my healthiest self so I can continue to lead great transformation in ADA. So, you know, know, I'm all in, man, so. I love it,
0: I love it. Okay, last question, 2024 is coming soon. Uh, what do you hope to accomplish as a part of a startup health impact board as you look at the other industry leaders uh, that you could interact with there and the sort of the innovation community that's collaborating there?
1: Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm, I'm still relatively new to the, you know to the board and you know on the on the advisory board but for me Logan at its core, it's been more of a learning. For me, you know, listening uh, you know, to all the bright and really intellectual people, um, you know, uh on the calls. And so for me, it's it's just really listening, learning, you know, to you know, how I can become, you know, not only a better leader, but you know, lead better transformation. I think we are in, in a in, in a very in, in a really good place from an ADA standpoint, but it's always more mm. that, that 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 I can do. It, it's me personally, selfishly just been a sponge. In the room, just absorbing, you know, all the different, you know, ways of doing things because, you know, there's 10 different ways to skin a cat. Right. And, and and so there's there's enough intellectual horsepower um, on those calls, you know, that, uh, you know, I, I can really learn something from. So uh,
0: I love that idea, that entrepreneurial spirit and that energy is flowing both ways from a from a, a startup, you know, a small company up to a 200 million dollar organization with a long history and it's flowing back and forth.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 great, man. I mean, I think this is one of the great causes, um, you know, in the world. And so, you know, my my wife always asks me, you know, what do you you know want to be remembered for, you know? And I would just want to remember, you know, that I did good, that I impacted the world, you know, in a really really positive way. And so, you know, I don't think I would have done my job, you know, if we don't help bend the curve. Diabetes. I mean, I know it's 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 fast growing. It feels like it's out of control, you know. But I do think, you know, you know, being uh, a part of you know boards and organizations like 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 a startup health, having some really really great great partners, you know, that are really interested in putting patients first. I think we will get there.
0: Nice, Chuck. Thanks for taking the time with me today, and I appreciate the work you're doing. Very excited to have you on the Impact Board, uh, and ready to watch what's gonna happen in
1: 2024. Yeah, no, thank you, Logan. And I I really appreciate your, uh, your time, really enjoyed this today. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.